Ryan, Tony, and Chris We can't guarantee that you're gonna look great. But if you wanna stay in shape, well, you better hit the Chinwits. Welcome to the Jim Woods Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, a registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Woods. So how was your uh, trip to Chicago? Why were you in Chicago? Uh, why was I in Chicago? If you, if you look at our Instagram, you'll see. I don't use a, Instagram. Okay, yeah. Well, there was a Star Wars uh, celebration, they call it. Um, they do it nice. every, every year, every couple of years. Um, and so this year's in Chicago. So it was just like a, a big Star Wars fan hmm. expo. Nice. It's like comic con for star wars it, w- it was fun so I, had, I had a good time nice awesome how'd you eat when you were there bad it was in <laughs> chicago i ate just pizza every day i think uh, just, uh to try a few a few of the different uh pizza places so i tried i'm not gonna pronounce it right but pick pick quads or picodes or something like that and then um Gir- was it giordani's or something like that that one sounds familiar. yeah it's something like that i don't know i'm not, not pronouncing them properly at all but but good good pizza no i i, I still prefer new york um, you know our style of pizza much better, but but still not bad. Um, just very filling. A lot of yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's um, filling. And they're yeah. the deep di- the deep dishes, right? So they're all very thick. The crust. Yeah, yeah, very thick. Um, yeah, thick crust. You know, it takes like when you get there, they tell you like the one place was like forty five minutes, the other was like an hour. So basically, like you know, you're you're not gonna have your pizza for. Oh, a while, they make so it fresh. So that yeah, it's good. And uh, because it's so thick, it takes time. So that means then you got to order you know snacks. Um, so yeah, of course. Just not it's a good method. Huh? <laughs> it's a good method. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a restaurant. So, so uh, did you watch uh, uh, GOT? Yes, I did. Did you watch it? I did not. I yeah, did not. Uh, I'm saving up to binge. Yeah, I'm gonna try to avoid all the spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it was uh, it was good. Um, I'll, I'm, uh, I'll be talking about that on the pop culture podcast that I'm on, uh, Cynic Radio podcast. Uh, we'll be doing our Game of Thrones reviews every week. I feel it's so. very difficult for an epic show to have a last season that it's always a bit of a letdown. So what I think they're going to do is, um, because the story is winding down, so they yeah. can't have as many plot twists and turns, maybe, I don't know, but yeah. I feel like they're going to try to fill it up with like big budget you know, scenes and crazy fights and stuff like that to yeah. make it just a thrilling at the end, but maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Well, no, you're right. I think, that, I mean, yeah, for any show, it's hard to kind of tie it up in a way that's satisfying. Um, the benefit for Game of Thrones is most of their best episodes have been around big set piece battles like they they they, you know between the showrunners and the director different directors they've had they they've seemed to really get it right when they're with those big momentous battles like we really look at like if you list like the 10 you know best episodes like i'd say seven out of those 10 are going to be things that were were around big massive set pieces and battles but a lot remember a lot of they get they get the drama and they get it so i I think in that way you'll get we'll get some good stuff there i think the the fear, though, is yeah, there's going to be a letdown. Like, and, and I think, uh, you know, as a fan of the show and someone who, you know, I read the books after seeing the first couple seasons, uh, the books are really nuanced, and I think it feels like the last couple seasons they've been really kind of rushing to an ending. And since they passed the books, it's really like kind of George R. R. Martin fan fiction. And so sometimes they're always on this line of feeling like, okay, they really have a good grasp of what they're doing. And then other times where it feels like uh, they're writing some fan fiction and it's pretty clear. So, you know, my hope is that they can kind of stay on the line, on the side where they're, you're doing a really good job and not making it fan fiction-y. Mm-hmm. Don't give anything away, but, um, you know, first episode's solid, but kind of has to reintroduce characters that we haven't, you know, seen in two years. I, and, I would uh, take, I would, look, it doesn't have to, for me, it doesn't have to be great 
to to make to solidify the show as a, as a as an all time great. I think it just has to be a solid last season. I'll accept stick the landing. I think you think I mean, so. Oh, okay, yeah, look, all right. It's so my, you're it's, challenging. It's, you're saying to be on that level. It's, it's got my, it's Breaking got, Bad's last season was not great. I thought it was great. Uh, I thought it was solid. I think that they knew when to to cut ties and they did yeah. it. I don't think it was great, and I thought the last episode. I, I didn't love it, but I thought it was okay. That was great. Uh, I mean, not all right. So we're, nine, we're, we're nine, having multiple debates in nine one episode. Nine point five out of ten. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Maybe nine out of ten. But it, it, yeah, we get again. It is tough to end a show, but I think yeah. that last season was was strong. Okay. You all know, right. Fair enough. Um, but um, uh, w- one more quick thing. Just a, a quick congratulations to Dustin uh, Poirier, who won the UFC uh, middle. Um, uh, lightweight interim title by defeating uh, the uh, unbeatable Max, well, recently Max Holloway, even though he's up a weight class. And I think there's a good lesson to be learned from this, that Dustin has been around for a while, and I guess he, he was never touted as like the, the next big thing, although he was very popular, and just through sh- sort of sheer hard work and determination, now he got himself an interim title. And I think that's a great lesson for everyone that... Um, you don't. We're always so used to like the the newest, hottest thing, and this up and comer, and this is going to be the great, right? If you stick with it, right, over time, you can really achieve your goals. And I'm, you know, congratulations to Dustin. Cool. <laughs> okay. All right. So, <laughs> well, um, but speaking of that card, I had maybe the fight of the year with uh, Stylebender and um, Gastelum. I, I yeah yeah I got I got to uh, I, I got to rewatch the yeah, that, that fight was one of the best fights I've ever seen. So nice. All right. Cool, anyway, cool. for for our. MMA fan, um, yeah, sure I'm happy. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, on to other things. All right, so um, main point of the episode today is we are going to have a debate, and the debate is whether or not eating healthy is cost effective. So hold on one sec, guys. What the heck is well, that? <laughs> I need my little. Uh, well, first, the, the, my, the my motion thing to help would be. Out. <laughs> How he brings out a visual, yeah. but we're on yeah. audio. <laughs> so first of all, the motion is would be uh, e- eating healthy is cost prohibitive. So that's oh, what we're argue. Yeah. yeah, just to be yeah, just we'll kind of argue the different sides of that. Um, and yeah, since for people who can't see, Justin brought out some stick with beads on it. It's a club. Like a club. It's like an old school club. In um, you know, in, uh, in paying my respects to Game of Thrones, I felt like having a medieval style weapon. It literally looks yeah. medieval style. While we have the debate. <laughs> Would add some uh, nice ambiance to the debate, right? <laughs> Since we're not putting this on YouTube, Justin, two for two today, making me yeah. laugh. If you guys didn't see before we recorded, but either way, I'm dying. Okay, what was I here? I wasn't here then. No, the it's thing. oh, wait. I was here. No, you no, weren't. We were it was just before Ryan arrived. Okay. Yeah. We were waiting for you. And if you guys follow our Instagram and you watch the story, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, Justin was basically like. If you're seeing my face for the first time, I'm sorry. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> All right. Anyways. So, um, as usual, I may or may not take sides in this debate, as I will be the moderator. So, let's open the floor. Uh, I'm going to have Ryan start off today. Is eating healthy cost prohibitive? So, so my argument will be yes. Um, and obviously, there's... Uh, there's you know context and uh, you know there's a lot involved i think for to me i think the big issue there are uh, justin stop come on yeah. people can't see what you're doing so, anyway, um there i think there are a number of, of issues um obviously 
if you the more you know the better off you are the more well off you are if you're upper upper class upper middle class um it's gonna be easier to make those those changes um but still not necessarily the easiest thing in the world um but especially for for lower income people um it is cost prohibitive um to eat healthy i think for a number of reasons that i'm sure we'll get into but i think there's obviously just straight up there's the cost um which you know if you know it's nominal but it adds up so it's going to be a little bit more expensive um to eat healthy but it's something that does add up but beyond that there are other you know there are other things surrounding it whether it's time whether it's um you know knowledge um there are issues with kind of the even the kind of industry and the government kind of subsidizing um, farming that involves things that like corn and wheat and things that do go into heavily processed foods. We have a kind of system that that values processed foods over kind of um, farming, you know, over just regular farming. Um, so I think there's just a lot of factors involved that just make eating healthy a challenge and cost prohibitive. All right, Tone, your introduction. No, I do. Be- I do not believe it is cost prohibitive because I believe we all get whether no matter actually what class you're in, no matter how much money you make, we all have certain values. And I think that when you put your money toward your values and you prioritize the things that matter most in life, there's always going to be a, re- a return and it's going to be cost effective in the long run. So, yes, so certain foods might be quote unquote, might be phys- cheaper than than others but the but when you purchase for quality versus like the quantity that you're spending right then and there chances are you'll probably feel more satiated so you'll eat within your calorie needs you won't overeat i mean i'm not even talking about long-term effects of having to pay for hospital bills later and medications and you know quality of life and there's so many other things but in the short term may you may or may not be spending a little bit more money but at the end of the day i honestly think it's all relative i think that it you when you put your money towards the things that matter you might yeah you might sacrifice and you might have to not spend money on certain clothes or whatever have you but it's at the end of the day it's all about prioritization all right so the first topic i want to discuss is that of produce fresh fruits and vegetables or we can even discuss uh frozen or canned uh, vegetables and fruits. So that's often, when we talk about being healthy, that is one of the most important things. We talk about getting enough uh, vegetables, enough greens, enough fruits into our diet. Mm -hmm. So now we know that eating, purchasing fresh produce, even though uh, Whole Foods now recently has, has cut their prices, which I think is really good. I went in there and I was looking at the produce and I was like, oh, this seems a lot more reasonable than it was. Maybe it was just, who knows. But in general, uh, fresh produce is more expensive. And considering the, f- the fact that people don't eat enough of it as it is or don't want to buy enough of it, Ryan, please, uh, I-, I want you to t- talk a little bit about uh, why uh, per- uh, just the, the almost the act of, pur- of purchasing produce, cooking it uh, when you could be purchasing something else, why that can, a- that can add to the whole being cost prohibitive. Sure. Uh, okay, so so produce is a good a good example of something. So I think you have a, an issue where, um, so produce obviously well two things. It, well, it, one it goes bad, right? Um, so there's a there's kind of a time issue with, with getting produce. Um, another thing is uh, just in general, um, low income areas tend to have less fresh um, produce and less fresh meats and things like you know, for, like that. So that's just a, a separate kind of separate issue, but something to bring up that so often they're not the access to good produce is just not there. And oftentimes in low income areas, there's not the access to to 
you know, farmers markets um, and full, you know, full, um, fully stocked groceries. So you have that that potentially. And sorry to interrupt you, and just to add to add to it, and I'm not yeah. taking sides, but that in some locations, are, it's actually very, very difficult to get okay. fresh so produce yeah. in. Uh, yeah, which we'll, I sense we'll, you're not we'll taking sides. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But regardless, um, so the the other issue um, when it when it comes to that is, you let's say if you're you know somebody if you're if you're again lower income, so you know that's a lot of my perspective comes from that because I do think you know if you if you middle income you're gonna have a, it's much easier for you to make those better choices and it's not gonna affect you um, kind of in a myriad of ways and, and it really just requires a sacrifice. But if you're lower income, the problem with, with fresh produce is there, there are a number of issues potentially there. One is um, you know then you, it means frequent visits to the grocery because you can't do one big grocery visit. Um, you know generally it's gonna be hard because you're not gonna have the money to do that big visit that's gonna last you for a couple weeks. So that means multiple trips to the grocery, which is could be problematic depending on how close you live to the grocery or not. Um, but then there are other issues is, you know, if you're lower income, you're more likely to be working um, more jobs for less pay. So then if you're, if you, in the little time that you do have, does it make sense to then take a side trip multiple times a week to the grocery? Or do you just pick up something that's cheap um, calorie dense that and that you know the sugar and everything is bad and it does have long-term effects but it makes you feel good um, and so you're dealing with this again with issues of kind of depression and anxiety and things that yes that candy is not going to make it better that Snickers bar is not gonna make it better but in in a in a short term it seems like a better choice than than going shopping for a bunch of fresh produce that may or may not you know go bad and especially if you're feeding you know it adds up then if you're feeding a bigger family so you're just trying to make decisions you know if I'm feeding a family of four um, I can go and you know really stock up on fruits and vegetables. Right, right. Just different, me, different, wait, different, different oh, question. Okay. Just, right, just you know, keep it okay. to keep it yeah. to produce okay. and the purchasing. Well, yeah, of so you can right you, if you're even if you're shopping for a bigger family, right? Or you're, you can go to the grocery and do a bunch of pr fresh produce, which is probably going to go bad because kids, no matter their income or station in life, generally don't like uh, fruits and vegetables. Or you can buy you know things that are fast, you know, fast, sweet, calorie dense that that can go in the cupboard and. If it's there a week later, or a month later, it's fine. So I think there are just it's it may it does make life easier um, if you're low income and and it, again it just, so it, it makes like kind of getting produce just cost prohibitive to me. Okay, tell them. Okay, so fresh produce usually yes it's more expensive and it goes bad faster so you're more likely to have food waste. So what I tell people is always buy the produce that's in season because it tends to be uh, more affordable and it also tends it does, won't spoil as quickly. Um, and if you can do local produce, that's always going to be better because that means it's fresher. The longer it's to say, if you got something that you live in New York, you get something from California. By the time it goes cross country, sits, you know, gets put on the shelf, you take it home, you eat it. Yes, it's likely to spoil faster. But if it's something that was, you know, you live in New York and it was picked off the tree in New Jersey, it's probably going to last a little bit longer. So it's always thinking about that. If you can get something more local, it's going to be better. It's going to be fresher and more affordable. And that's going to be ultimately um, a good thing to, to do in regards to if you're in what's like called a food desert, meaning you have lack of access to that fresh produce. You know, there really is. I understand tastes, quality tastes might not be the same between fresh versus frozen or canned, but canned vegetables are just as nutritious as fresh vegetables same thing with frozen if not sometimes you could even make the argument that they're fresher and they have more nutrient dense because they're picked and frozen or picked and canned right at the time of of when they're being pulled versus like i just said sitting on the trucks getting exposed to the air washing it cooking it all of that over over a period of time it's degrading in the nutrient quality both great choices it's all about flavor and texture so when it comes to purchasing in bulk and maybe having to make frequent trips to the grocery store can can vegetables 
vegetables are completely fine. The things you want to look for are things like added salt or like even canned fruit. You want to make sure it's not in like a heavy syrup um, and that it's packed in water. And if something, you know, is on, on sale at that time, take advantage of that. Now, like, and, and honestly, I would say that's kind of my main thing. With fresh produce too, I'll say, Yes, it spoils fast. So if you get into a good habit, like I help a lot of people, I help people with, with, with building healthy habits. So if you get into the habit of the same day that you go to the grocery store is the same day that you cook and prepare it, then it's less likely to spoil. But if you buy, say, like a cantaloupe is on sale for 97 cents. Some, sometimes that happens. Actually, I think right now cantaloupe's in season. So it's 97 cents by cantaloupe and you buy that cantaloupe, uh, 97 cents a pound, right? Whatever. You buy that cantaloupe and it sits on the counter and you forget about it and you never you never peel it, cut it, and prep it, of course it's going to go bad and you're going to feel like you're wasting money. Anytime we throw out food, we're throwing out money. But if you get into the habit of when you purchase that food, you cook it and you prep it and you prepare it and it's easily accessible, then you're likely to consume it. What I actually have a lot of my clients do, and me personally, I do this, is because, yeah, I don't like to take a lot of trips to the grocery store. I usually go once a week. Um, and if I'm sticking to a budget or if just in general, I don't feel like I live on a third story building and sometimes I don't feel like carrying all the groceries up the stairs. I'm going to be really honest. So I purchase enough fresh produce that it gets me through a couple of days that I know is not going to spoil. And then the second half of the week, that's when I rely on the things that are in my freezer. Sometimes like frozen broccoli, frozen cauliflower, all those things, they go on sale for like a dollar or 88 cents, right? I'll stock up on those, use those to supplement my meals at the end of the week or even like get canned you know beets or canned carrots or canned spinach i just make sure that there's no salt added and those are great ways to then have kind of the best of both worlds but if you're really strict on a budget and you can't afford the fresh or you have lack of access the canned vegetables and the canned fruit um canned fruit canned vegetables frozen they're just equally as nutritious so about that can we reasonably expect most people to eat for can, uh, lots of canned and or frozen vegetables considering that they don't taste very good. Because I think that that is important because a lot of people will make decisions based on what tastes good. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that there's definitely ways to, f- to flavor it and make it taste better, um, especially like um, canned foods. You might want to, you could mix it and add it to like maybe make a soup or add it to a sauce or um, there's different ways of seasoning it. Sometimes like... Ryan, you made an argument with kids. Like, kids aren't going to eat fruits and vegetables. So if they eat the broccoli with a little cheese on it or with, like, a little bit, like, uh, light Italian dressing, you know, and that helps them get it down, then that's better than probably the alternative of what they were going to have, right? So there are ways to flavor the food and make it taste a little bit better. Okay. Um, Um, Yeah. uh, Ryan, I I personally believe that taste matters. Do you think that people will wind up purchasing stuff like frozen vegetables, frozen uh, stuff like that, and it winds up just sitting in the sitting in their cupboard or, or their freezer and just that that in that becomes a waste well, as it sure. is. Well, sure. I think that I think that's part of the issue. Sorry, that's that's why a little bit of a leading people, question, yeah. but I think it's important. I, mean, I was going to I was going to bring that up anyway. So I, I you know, it's why people don't eat healthy in general, right? Is that the palatability of the food is But they're is, also is not giving themselves a chance. Sorry, I interrupted. But <laughs> I mean, but if we're talking about like people are used, to, right, so you'll, you'll have your you'll have your rebuttal. Ryan, Ryan's got to get guys to talk. My now. Gears. <laughs> so there, the you know there, there's an issue there where okay, that fair enough. Like it's those are great points that it it is possible to eat healthy. But 
it, you know, the, there still is an issue of, again, the palatability of it. And yeah, you can, sure, there's all these different ways to prep the food, but you're not accounting for the value of the person's time. And um, again, you, frozen if, vegetables if, in a microwave? Uh, uh, tell, tell. <laughs> How much time does that take? So, all right, Tony, you'll have your rebuttal. I'll have your rebuttal. So, again, what's, you know, what sounds better, frozen vegetables in a microwave or McDonald's? Like, at the end of the year, it might sound good a couple times, but, but variety. McDonald's but, isn't healthy, on, so that's tell, a bad tell, Come on, Tone. Right. You'll get your rebuttal. So there's there's an issue of vari- the variety of foods. There's the issue of of the time that it takes to prep. And yeah, okay, it sounds good. Like a lot of these things sound good. It sounded great when I decided, all right, I'm going to eat healthy every day and I'm going to buy all this. And, and it just doesn't, it's not the easy, it's easier said than done. And so again, when you're dealing with, with populations that are, that are high stress and that are um, overworked and that don't make a lot of money, it, it's a lot easier to make that quick decision to go to the grocery. I mean, to, I'm sorry, to go to get fast food or to make those things that are easy to, easy to do. And yet, you know, I, I, like, I'm sorry, like throwing you know, whatever frozen vegetables with whatever seasoning in a microwave just does not sound good. I personally, knowing that a Big Mac is way worse for me, I would rather go get a Big Mac. So yet, yeah, I mean, it sounds good, but, I, but I'm telling you that if you're, if you're somebody who, you know, I mean, coming from who grew up poor, like... I, I would hate that if I was a kid and I'm like, oh, here's some here's some canned corn, uh, you know, we'll sprinkle some salt, some some cheese on it. Take that. Of course, we don't want to go to get McDonald's. Like, yeah. all right, Ryan, point taken. Your your rebuttal tone. Oh, oh my <laughs> so, gosh. So you allowed Tony to cut me off and you cut me off. You get a rebuttal. No, okay, no, fair enough. Okay. Okay. First of all, <laughs> if you grow up eating food that's high in fat and high in sugar and high in salt, of course, then healthy food's not gonna taste good, right? So initially, yes, there's something you're going to have to get over and you're going to realize that the flavor is not going to be as great. You can make it more flavorful, um, but at first probably not going to be as delicious. But um, I mean, like seriously, there it's it's very, very, very possible. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I just I I I don't even know. I think that that's the valid point. Obviously, if you're used to eating sugar, you're going to want sugary foods, but there's a short-term sacrifice for a long-term benefit. Like if you're actually on a budget and you're really saying that you can't eat healthy because it's too expensive, then you really have to look and see where you're spending your money elsewhere because that money is not, it's not being, there's no longevity to it. It, That's what I call an expense. So yes, it's expensive in the sense that like if you, or it's not like, honestly, I think that eating quote unquote and i hate to use this term but if but just to simplify it for the listeners junk food right i you know or here's even a difference okay there's food and then there's things that are not actually food that people are consuming like it's not whole food so if you're gonna spend your money on things that have ingredients that you can't pronounce it's mostly chemicals uh, you know um it's highly highly processed then it's a waste of money versus spending money on the foods that are come from the ground have nutrition are going to give you a short-term benefit of energy feeling more confident dealing with those things like anxiety and depression and high stress a healthy high high a diet high in like antioxidants these are all things that are actually going to make you feel better in the moment and also save you money in the long term because of, like I said, I think it's pretty obvious that we all know that people who eat healthier live longer, have less medical bills and less health complications. Um, and like that's long term stuff. But the short term, it just it, it's not it doesn't make sense to spend money on food that's not real food. Oh. Your last rebuttal before well, we move on. Right. I think it's you're preaching to the choir in a lot of ways. Like we're on the same page <laughs> in that. Like, of course, <laughs> of course, there are many benefits to eating healthy. I'm, my point is just that it, it's it. 
is prohibitive in a way that, that makes it very difficult for people. Um, you know, again, there's there you know there are a number of issues. There's, there's like that, there's there's time, which is again a big issue. Time going to the grocery to shop for food, time prepping food, and then it, it multiplies um, you know exponentially if you if there are kids or a family involved. Um, there's the cost of the food, and even if we agree that the cost isn't that much, there's still a bit of a cost involved. Then there's again the the taste. Is it something that's palatable? Is it something that that I'm going to want to eat? And I know that we we both know that the the long term benefits. Um, of of eating healthy and of exercise and of being active far outweigh whatever short-term gains, but it doesn't change the short-term gains. We both have jobs because people can't control the, the short-term urges. Um, so that, you know, that's, and so that's the issue is, you know, you have the kind of mental aspect that it's going to lead people to, to eating. Um, and then, you know, and then, and then it does the industry uh, you know, kind of whether it's from a marketing perspective. Okay, let's, okay, not, let's, let's not, not okay, touch on that. We'll yeah, yeah, that yeah. But just, I'm just saying that it is it is harder to eat healthy, and I think in, beyond just the cost. Again, there's so, there there are other issues that are involved that that we we don't always take into account. And again, it's easy to tell somebody, you know what, take Sunday and prep. But what if Sunday is the one day off, and they got to do laundry, and they've got to take the kids to whatever whatever they're taking them to, and they got to do this and that and the other. Like there there are a lot of things um, to ask of people, and if you're even and and, it, and and it's not even to say that like yeah, if somebody's spending money on like clothes that they shouldn't be spending it on, you know, fine, but that's not even, the, that we don't even need to get there. Like people, and even if people are spending money on bad foods, it still is easier to spend the money on bad foods and then not have to think about it than to then find that extra time after they get home from a long day of work um, to then go and prepare food and then deal okay, with okay, this. Okay, okay, okay. We've heard, and this, and before. Then, We've heard you, this before, right? Okay. <laughs> I think that... All right, all right, no, no, we're, we're, done, with, we're done with this. Uh, we're, we're moving on. So the, um, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about... Uh, Eating out because that it's something that we all do. It's it's part of it's part of our lifestyles, at least in the in the United States, and I and in lots of other countries too. Uh, going out to restaurants so is a big social thing, and it's also a great convenience. Uh, so I'm, and I'm going to put uh, rest eating out in restaurants and take, doing takeout. Uh, I'm going to lump them together because uh, socially and it's convenient. And I know that uh, on a day when I've been, you know, when I've been up really early and I'm waking up, you know, and then going to work and I've worked for 10 hours and I'm going home, I'm not going to, I'm going to eat out. I'm not going to prepare food. And if I'm going to eat out, the, the choices of eating healthy or even relatively healthy, even in the same establishment are, uh, there's a big difference. So if I were to get uh, what I would want was like something like a bacon cheeseburger, um, it's probably going to be comparable. It's going to cost the same as saying getting a, uh, a, 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 a salad, a healthy salad with grilled chicken. They would probably be the same price. And I'm looking at them and saying, well, what do I want after this long day of work? And then if I were to eat at a healthier restaurant, like going to one that's really, you know, has very healthy choices, those are generally going to be even more expensive mm -hmm. restaurants or uh, health food stores. So, uh, Tony, I'm going to let you start with this one. Considering the fact that we are going to eat out, mm -hmm. right? And yeah, I know if you're really on a budget that you've got to sacrifice doing that to some extent but that's a part of our society right now that I, I don't personally you guys could tell me if I'm wrong but assuming that we're going to eat out a decent amount of the time how can you work that in with eating with trying to have being healthy on a, on a budget okay well 
so hmm, it's so i do there it is true like when you go to any restaurant and you want to make like a healthy substitution say you want to swap the french fries for vegetables or you want brown rice instead of white rice there usually is like a, a plus charge and it is it is frustrating and it does annoy me because it's like here's someone trying to eat healthier and you're going to charge them extra just because like they want to eat healthier which is like we know that making a salad is a lot less it's like a lot cheaper than it is to make like a steak or whatever or something like that um but what what all like with that i would say you know you have to really think about um like what are you paying for so you're paying for time right you've decided that you rather put your money into something than spend the time preparing so you're enjoying the fact that you now don't have to cook you don't have to clean up so you're putting your money there right you are either spending your money towards getting something that's going to make you feel sluggish tired unmotivated less productive if you said you get something lots of relo- that's very fried or whatever, or you're going to spend your money on something that's going to make you feel really good, confident about your choices, you know, um, energize, more productive. And chances are that'll just make you have just a better day. So in my mind, when it comes to dining out to eat, yes, nu- nu- nutrition is like one thing. But I think the other aspects are what you really need to consider is like, how am I going to feel after I eat this? And is this really going to is this really kind of worth it for me and if you want to make it stretch I would probably say look at the portion if you need to split it into two meals do two meals how often are you dining out and so like we know that you are going to but like maybe you could save a little bit of money by preparing food from home most often you know but if you listen if you're making the decision to go out to eat whether it's a fast food restaurant or a rest or you know a healthy establishment whatever it is even fine dining whichever one you have to wreck it. You have to remember that you're choosing to spend more money than it would cost for you to make food at home. Because even if you eat at a fast food restaurant, even if you get from the dollar menu and you have a family of four, each child, each person, that's at least four dollars you can spend. $20 in the grocery store is going to go a lot further than that one meal when you're spe- trying to spend it on the whole family. So I think that's really important to consider is that regardless of where you're choosing, you are making a conscious choice that you're going to be spend more money than if you were to prepare it from home and you are going to save on time. But there's like anything there's money is not like the cost of spending is not just in money and dollars and values. It's it's time and energy and all of those things. And if you're willing to kind of do that, then that's fine. You're going to have to pay for that. Ryan, I don't know how much this really is related to the debate, but I would just say um, I disagree almost completely unless the eating out is out of necessity. Like if you're eating out because you need to like for me, I eat out every day. Um, I, I do like I've talked about before meal pal. And, um, you know, but like at the end of the day, I, I work. I'm up out the door by I'm out. I'm, I start at six o'clock most days. I don't get home till nine thirty there's no way in hell I'm cooking during the day and and really like Sunday's my one day off I'm not cooking on Sundays like that's just you know I have too many other things I need to do um, and that's the one day where I can get other things done so you know I might you know occasionally I'll cook but it's for pleasure it's not like to prepare for the week so um, you know if you're like me and you're eating out of necessity then fine that you, you know that's your that's your diet and so you have to make good choices. You kind of have to force yourself to. And yeah, it does. You know, I think there are challenges there, but I don't think that's hard. Like, I don't think it's cost prohibitive, you know, anymore. To, you know, eating out is expensive no, no matter what. I think the, the challenge with eating healthy and eating out is that there are just far fewer options. And I know from my 
from just examples, kind of anecdotes, but from plenty of people I know, I think the biggest issue I've seen with people eating healthy, eating out, is that they'll say, okay, I got this one place, and they've got 10 great things on the menu that are not healthy, and they have two things on the healthy that are, or things on the menu that are healthy, and their issue is that just boredom, because that you only host, have so many choices, and mm. so I think for many places, there are only so many healthy choices, but even so, I'd say, okay, you know, fair enough, you can eat healthy, but I think if I make the choice to go out, the far and away most important thing for me is pleasure. Like I want a pleasurable dining experience. I want that food to taste amazing. And I mean, like at the end of the day, how often is really healthy food going to produce the same kind of pleasure um, as uh, you know, just a good steak, you know, or or a good you know, really good pizza, or you know, you go to a really good French restaurant where just everything is so rich and creamy. Like at the end of the day. Unless you're like, I know I may, I know some people are like, oh, I'm not a foodie. I can eat whatever and doesn't matter. But like, unless you're that person, like nothing is going to produce the same kind of pleasure as you'll get from something that's unhealthy. And so I think dining, I mean, this has nothing really to do with the argument. I just think if you're dining out, like, you know, I'm, well, I'm, you know, eating, d- I'm dining out pleasure. is a big part of our, yeah. is a so, big part so, of our culture. So yeah. So I mean, if I'm dining out to dine out, it's for pleasure. It's not, you know, health doesn't have anything to do with it. But again, if it's because if it's out of necessity or if it's because that's just my lifestyle, yes, you, you can make those choices. But then if you're going to make that argument then and i and i talk to people about this all the time actually i don't know when this is coming out but it actually Ryan might made be, an exculpatory it might argument. be perfect timing because it might be right around when i come out with this video i just recorded which is all about like dining like dining out to eat exactly that and bar- budget or not pleasure you can get pleasure in eating something that's higher in fat and maybe a little bit creamier but your your chances are you're probably not going to eat the the whole thing because if you eat the whole thing that short-term pleasure is not going to feel pleasurable later on or the next day so (laughs) in that sense then it's then it then you would you're still kind of because you're chewing a healthy habit by having half of it you're actually gonna you're gonna that meal is not going to be one meal that you're spending money on it's going to be two meals that you're spending money on that's a reasonable concept All right, so um, although not ma- well, it depends on the person. Like, I don't think Justin or I could could get away with that. Yeah, yeah I can't. But you could, well, <laughs> we are healthy too, in like, general, so you're healthy in general, and also yeah. too, like, not everybody, like, I mean, you guys might be able to finish something like that and then not feel sluggish afterwards. Like, not everybody has those those symptoms after. I just know a lot of the clientele that I work with, like, whenever they go out to eat, they they always come back feeling like, why the heck did I do that? All right, so yeah. I wanted uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, two things. One that Ryan had mentioned, and how they're sort of connected. One is a general education of of um, of people in this country when it comes to health. Now we know that in uh, New York, Los Angeles, you know, Austin, Texas, places that uh, there are more we're more aware of of what we're eating. But in other parts of the country, we may not, they might not have the same level of education. And so when you mix that in with what Ryan was talking about, mm-hmm. with how certain foods are, uh, that you can feed a family with are a lot less expensive, say like rice or um, certain types of, uh, of wheat, things like that, corn, how do, you, how do you sort of make heads or tails the fact that in uh, sort of less educated areas where there are a lot more, where there's foods that are not quite as healthy that are uh, cheaper and more readily available, how do you balance that with trying to, for, with people, you know, trying either being healthy or living, you know, eating healthy, mm-hmm. you know, when they don't have the education and all this other stuff that is not as healthy is 
very very available to them. Tony, I'll let you start. Well, that, that's a great question. Something I wanted to say earlier when he was talking about that was, it's not so much that is it cost prohibitive or not. It's are the, is this person educated and do they know what to do with the food and the quality of the food and the benefits. So I think a lot of times it's it's more about like they they just don't they don't have the knowledge to know either how to prepare certain foods or how to cut budgets or like things to do to make it cost effective. So I like one example I say with a lot of people are things like whole grains versus refined grains, right? So brown rice versus white rice, whole wheat bread versus white bread, you know, these foods that even whole grain pasta versus white pasta, they're, they might be uh, cost a little bit more, but they're still necessary, quote unquote, cheap compared to the other things you're purchasing, like the fresh produce or the meat, right? So what I tell people is those foods that are higher in fiber, although they might cost a little bit more, what ends up happening is because of the fiber, you don't need as much of it to consume to feel full and satisfied. And so you actually end up eating less. And I also want to say that if people are, it's not just about buying more. This is what a lot of people don't forget to do, right? What they think is, is if I eat more, if I eat healthier foods and I don't remove anything else, then automatically I'll be healthier. But the idea is to take a healthy option and replace something else. So if, for example, if you're continuing to buy soda and eat you know, candy and chips and all that stuff. And now you're also adding fresh fruits and vegetables, then yes, obviously you're spending more money, but instead of having chips in the middle of the day and you have a piece of fruit and you replace it, right? A banana is a lot cheaper than a bag of chips. It's like 44 cents. a pe- Like they're so cheap, right? If we do the math, I think it ends up coming to be like nine cents for a, if a bunch of bananas, it ends up being like nine cents each. If you, right. So like if we think about it in that way and we use food, healthy food to replace the less healthy food, then you're going to save money. But if you're doing it just you're adding healthy food to the to the unhealthy food or the less healthy food, then, yes, you're spending more money. All right, Ryan. Um, so so with I think education is a big part of it. And I think, unfortunately, I, you know, it, it reinforces my argument a little bit because, again, it adds to. Um, eating healthy being cost prohibitive because you know, part of the part of that that knowledge is part of what is you know prohibiting people from eating healthy, um, the lack of, of proper you know nutritional knowledge and and a lot of this information I think is useful and it, you know and somebody who is lower income can take that information and and make better choices and possibly make better decisions but we do have a severe lack but it's kind of systemic like it's something we're not really taught about that you know in in school it's not really encouraged you know in and. Uh, there and perhaps especially in not to not to be biased, but especially in uh, states in the United States, and I, I can't speak yeah. for the rest of the world, but I know that in certain states like Mississippi, um, Arizona, where the education systems are very very bad, that the, the, it correlates to the obesity rates. You're, you're a terrible so. moderator. <laughs> well, I thought that was an important. Remember, I I'm not I'm not a mo- I'm not a, a completely no, moderator. I'm a bi- I'm a biased moderator. <laughs> although I've chosen not to take sides yet. Okay. I mean, so far it yeah. sounds like you're on Ryan's side. Yeah. Last time you were more yeah, on last my time you're side. Way all right, all right, right. This no, time no, you were on Ryan's side, so I'll I'll let it slide. Okay, okay, but okay. right now I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought I'd been pretty reasonable. Yeah, so, I mean, to, so, so I think part of the you know the education is an issue. So I think you know the the part of the problem here and where we're not too far off. Like I don't think Tony and I are you know diametrically opposed. Is just that we. I disagree. I think we are. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm so like. Yeah. I, I think uh, well I'll, I'll I'll explain it a little bit more when I when I when I we kind of finish finish. But um, I think at the end of the day, like 
yeah, the, there, we, we, we severely lack the education um, and, and the knowledge necessary. And again, that's why we have, that's jobs. Why we have jobs. If exactly. everybody kind of knew this stuff um, or if, if they were really taught it, even at a, you know, a decent level in school, it, there wouldn't be that need because, you're, you know, I think you made a good point that you know, a lot of us are, it's built into our childhoods. It's kind of how we eat and how we're, how, how, and then once you learn it, it's hard to unlearn that. Mm. And even when you do unlearn it, it takes, you know, it, it takes a lot of work to, to keep it that way. So yeah, I mean, the, I don't have really much to add to it because I just think, yeah, if you're not educated on it, it's very hard to make good choices and it's hard to be equipped with the, the I think even more than making the good choices, just the strategies, um, the ways to fight the, the urges and the bad choices. So yeah, I think that thing reinforces my point a little bit. I'll just add that water is free. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Tell that to the people in Flint. (laughs) You know, oh, I guess if if we're not talking about the cleanliness, I guess. But, uh, you know. All right. I want to talk about um, what Ryan sort of mentioned was the food industry. And something that, that you need to consider is uh, is the marketing of, of food, and uh, sort of what Ryan also mentioned is is what's available. So clearly, uh, unhealthy foods are marketed towards children, right? Uh, with uh, cereals, uh, they're the, even as far as where they're put in the uh, in the grocery st- uh, in the grocery store in the aisles, they're put uh, at eye level. I know there is all sorts of uh, of, of things like, like that. So. With that being said, with those challenges of the food industry being um, almost predatory in a way to try to get uh, kids to purchase unhealthy foods, how is how is someone supposed to, I, and especially people that don't really have necessarily have the education or the energy to fight to go against that with with their family, like if their kid is tugging at their you know the short buy me Oreo cookies, you know buy me this unhealthy sugar cereal. Right, a, a lot of a lot of parents may or may just say, "All right, I'm just going to get whatever you know, whatever the, my kid wants." Yeah. Right. So, how uh, how are fa- uh, families supposed to fight that? Well, I mean, there's that's like a there's a lot there. I'm not a parent. I can't teach you how to parent your child, but um, you know, I know growing up for me, it was like you get what you get, or you have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> like that was it. It was like this is dinner, or you get PB and J. You know, my choices were milk or water. You know, soda wasn't an option, juice wasn't an option, uh, option Kool Aid, iced tea, none of that stuff. Those were occasional treats. Like my parents believed that you know they my there was always a protein, a vegetable. Like that's what, what I was taught, and so that's eventually like if you that's the only thing you offer your child, then eventually they're gonna eat it. You know, I know, and I worked with a lot of parents who have picky eaters as children, and Listen, you're you have to you can't expect your child to eat healthy if you're not eating healthy yourself. So I would always tell people to demonstrate healthy eating behaviors. And I mean, that's kind of totally separate. But so, yeah, if someone wants Oreos, you know, they it's Oreos or chocolate chip cookies. It's not Oreos, chocolate chip cookies and Doritos. It's like pick your but that's once again, I can't teach you how to parent. (laughs) That's a separate issue. (laughs) But um, I will say and it does come back to education is that unfortunately it's true those foods that are marketed um, as organic or appear to be like heart healthy or made with whole grains, like you said, the sugary cereals, you know, they might be made with whole grains, but they're mostly refined greens and it's not all whole grain and they are have a lot of added sugar. And so it really does come down once again to that education. And I would just say, if you're unsure, seek out a nutrition expert. I, you know, you guys know where to find me, but just general websites, um, eatright.org is a good one. Um, my plate, 
myplate.gov is a good one. These are all places where you can find out like what would be good quality sources of food that I can give to my children or buy for myself that I are still affordable, but I don't want to fall into purchasing those foods that appear like they have like that health halo episode I think is really good. A lot of people should listen to that if they haven't yet. Um, and just knowing like it's not listen um one one example i had um this happened to me a couple summers ago and i feel like i, I say it because i i always think about it is i'll never forget i was at a barbecue and my uncle was like we bought organic lemonade and i was like oh great like trying to be excited for, like oh we have organic lemonade to make our margaritas so i was like okay so i and i already know that this doesn't make it any healthier but first of all and if you're buying something organic don't Things that have a skin there and that you're not going to eat the skin. So lemons, bananas, oranges, you're taking the skin off. So there's really no point in spending your money in something like that to buy organic because you're not eating the skin. And it's usually the way that it's processed and with certain things that it's made. So there's no reason to go to, to spend organic on those. But with that being said, the lemonade was still had a ton of sugar and it just like any other sweetened beverage did. So just because it was organic doesn't make it healthier. You're still even if it was made with organic raw sugar, sugar is sugar. And so that's where there's that education component that really needs to be kind of, you know, yes, the marketing is out there and trying to get your money and trying to get you to spend more. And the organic lemonade versus the regular lemonade is probably going to be a dollar or two more, which is, is ridiculous. But uh, you shouldn't be buying sweetened lemonade regardless. <laughs> Ryan, would you have to say anything on, uh, anything on the on the subject? Yeah, well, I think again, it, it kind of it, it just adds to my point a little bit of that. I think the industry is stacked. Kind of the cards are stacked up against um, eating healthy. Um, you know, just from a, just from an economic standpoint, like our our economy values volume, you know, pr- and productivity over you know, like I was you know talking about this. I was just talking about just. There was a not I was there was listening to a podcast news talking about uh, it's a great podcast on um, it's called Pitchfork Economics so highly recommended if you want to learn about the kind of current economic system and, and learn some different ideas from what you might have learned in school but um, you know the way he put it was that we don't really inc- include moral morals and ethics in our economics like when we talk about economics like if you go, if you take like an economics 101 class like morals aren't really involved in that and um and i think you know in the same way that you know that it's like if you look at the way that food is valued right like it's production it's, it and you know and uh how much can you make and and uh you know at, at what cost and it and so they don't value the you know moral part they don't value the healthy aspect of it um you know there isn't added value to to farmers you know uh, and, and working the land and and things really coming from the ground um and, and in fact there there are extra costs added to that so i think that again we we live in an economic system that makes it easier to produce foods that are high in fat high in sugar highly processed um and therefore it makes it cheaper therefore it's going to be easier to access especially you know if you don't have money or if you don't have the time and it's you know just makes it really really easy so i think from a you know and and then even there are other things that you know i've looked up where like you know there are certain subsidies um for crops like you know like like i said earlier like corn and wheat and things that kind of go into the processed foods where you don't have the same thing for leafy greens you know there's there's not like a a a lettuce uh, or maybe there probably is a lettuce lobby but you know there's they're not they're not the same kinds of like uh, you know they're not the same kind of benefits of uh, for growing lots and lots and lots of you know romaine lettuce or whatever kale or whatever although I guess maybe soon there is maybe there is a massive kale lobby um, now but you know they're just it's it's more valuable to produce the crappier stuff. Um, which then makes it easier to source, uh, makes it easier for people to buy. Uh, so yeah, I think again, we 
a lot of my argument is that there's a systemic issue. Um, and then it, 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 it then becomes an issue of like our, you know, politician. And then, but then there's a question, even like school lunches, like, you know, people freaked out when they wanted to make, you know, make school lunches healthier. Like, don't tell me what to do with my, you know, school lunches. Like, well, if, if people can't make the, you know, those decisions, maybe there should be some required, you know, should be some government intervention on what, what types of uh, lunches schools can, can, uh, you know, feed kids. So, you know, I, I think there is, it's it just, again, it, I feel like it just supports the point that it, it just is harder to eat healthy and it is cost prohibitive in a lot of situations. And I don't think that, um, you know, to answer your, your question about kind of industry, I, I don't think that makes it any easier. Um, and I think in many ways it makes it harder to, to, to eat healthy on a, you know, on a budget. All right, so I have a question. Do people sort of use the excuse of eating is too expensive to not eat healthy? Like, do they, yeah, they use, basically people will tell me that they don't eat healthy because it's too expensive. And my, I, that, that really gets my blood boiling <laughs> because, okay, I hear two things. I hear one, a big fat excuse. And the other part I do hear is that education component, which I know that I have to not get fired up. I have to calm down my fire. I have to, you know, put the water out. Put the water I like on to it. see you fired up. No, I have to remind myself that they're just not educated about the topic. And because their perception of healthy is continuing to do their habits of going out to eat. And yes, when you go out to eat to get the salad instead of the burger, it's going to be more money, right? Their perception of healthy is they think that organic food makes food healthier, which we know isn't true. You know, their perception of healthy is getting a cleanse or a juice shake or whatever on the internet and spending money but would you know that's not technically making them healthy so from that perspective i can understand why they feel that way but it's my job to then educate them so they do they know that there are you don't if you take the food that you're currently eating now and swap them for things that are have more nutrient that are more nutrient dense have things like more fiber they're higher quality sources that you're going to get a bigger bang for your buck so that's what I think. And we what we did with right now, I'm like feeling like this episode needs to go out before anything else because okay, we just we put a poll on the Instagram on the Instagram story. We just did a poll and we asked the viewers who if they thought that eating healthy was expensive. And so far, everybody is saying yes. And right now I'm really upset because this means that I need to get onto the story and I need to talk to everyone and kind of show them that no, eating healthy is not expensive. And if it is, it's you're just telling yourself that. And it just means that you don't value it that much. And you have to really look at what you're putting your money towards and how we can how can we prioritize it and put your money towards the things that matter, which is your health. Because if you're not taking care of you and you're not eating the right healthy food, like everything else in your life is affected. Your mood is affected. Then how you do your job is affected. Then if you get that raise sooner or not, it's effective. How you spend quality times with your children. You, if you, you know, are, have a sex drive to be with your spouse. Like these are all really, really, really all related to your diet. So we can sit here and pretend that that's not true. But it's 150% true. So with, if within your budget, you can't make that dollar stretch, like you can. And I actually have a podcast. It's on the Tips with Tony podcast, How to Eat Healthy on a Budget. And I go over at least seven ways. I'm pretty sure it's more than seven ways of how you can eat healthy on a budget. So go listen to that episode if you really feel like it's not possible. So Ryan, do you think it's an excuse? Uh, yeah, actually, large, not largely. I agree that for a lot of people, it is an excuse. I think there, there was a Harvard study that, that was, uh, was kind of a, a meta-analysis of a number of different studies on the cost of food. And what it came up to is basically that 
um, eating healthy is about a dollar fifty more than not eating healthy. So it's really it is mostly nominal. I think for mo so you know if you can't afford the dollar fifty a day. Um, you know, there, there are, may be other issues. Now, like we've talked about in a lot of this debate, I've, I've said there, there are issues more than just the cost. So I think from a cost perspective, though, yes, um, it's not that hard to eat, you know, healthy on a budget. So I think if you're somebody who, if you're somebody who just uses that excuse, like let's say you have the time to cook, or maybe you do cook and you just make unhealthy meals, or you, you know, you have more than enough money and you eat out a lot, or whatever the case is, I think that there are some, you know, there, there are going to be some people who, you know, eating, it is an excuse and it's an easy way to say, oh yeah, it's, it's just expensive. And, and, you know, if you ask them how much more money you think it is, they might come up with a number like, oh, it's $20 more a day or something like that. And that's just ridiculous. So, I, you know, I largely agree that for some people, you know, people, look, we all, we, we want the path of least resistance. And if I don't want to eat healthy, um, it's really nice, easy excuse for me to say, oh, I'd love to eat healthy, but it's just too expensive. You know, maybe I walk in the aisles at, at, um, you know, anywhere, you know, you go to, go to, you know, um, uh, why am I forgetting Whole Foods and you can find really super expensive stuff at Whole Foods. So if you just focus on that, well, a better example is Starbucks. Well, don't go to Whole Foods and so, don't go to Starbucks. Well, no, so no, I'm, I'm actually using it. I'm using it <laughs> as an example. Like people always joke about, oh, I'm going to go get a $6 coffee at Starbucks. And yeah, sure. If you get like a venti latte, you know, venti like caramel macchiato with an extra shot. Sure. That's going to be $6. But if you just get a regular drip coffee, you could spend $2 on a coffee. So, so, you know, it's, it's really perspective. And so, yeah, if you, if you, if your thought of expensive coffee is you, you immediately go to the $6, that's different. So even if you go to Whole Foods, you can find, you might be able to shop reasonably at Whole Foods. Um, you know, so my, my point is- You don't have to shop at Whole Foods. Like I don't shop at Whole Foods and I'm a health nut. I don't shop at Whole Foods because I think it's ridiculous when I know that I can shop at Trader Joe's or ShopRite, get healthy food quality and not have to spend twice the amount of money just because it's from Whole Foods. So I was actually trying to reinforce your point though, <laughs> that you-, you The Whole Foods if has you're, cut their, their produce. If you're it's somebody- a, it's, more, it's a lot more reasonable now really since when yeah uh very so pretty since recently amazon is trying to That's yeah yeah it's it's, right. it's 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 more there. reasonable yeah so <laughs> look the point being yeah there there it's really easy to use that as an excuse so i think if you're somebody who's using that as an excuse then sure by all means i just do think that there are aspects of our of both the industry and our kind of socioeconomic system that does make healthy eating um a challenge and I, I don't think it's unfair. I, I mean, I think it's unfair. It's unfair not to acknowledge that and to make it sound um, as if it's just as easy as making choices. Because sometimes there are a myriad of other issues that we need to get to in order to, to help to make those choices. Right. And, and obviously, being educated helps. And obviously, you know, there, there are many other, you know, many things we've talked about that that could make it better. But I, I just think that yes, it is cost prohibitive. Um, you know, if you're not that person who's just sitting down just using it as an excuse. All right. So for people that are listening to the gym wits that want to learn more maybe they're just getting into health and fitness and maybe they don't have the same level of education you know why we got into this podcast is not to just you know you know fight amongst ourselves even though it is entertaining but actually to help people so uh, both of you guys and I know you've mentioned this before let's once again just discuss some resources that on the education side can help people. If you're like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm confused, right? I need some good scientific, unbiased information. W what are the resources you guys like? I know you guys mentioned them a million times, but let's let's just mention them again. Uh, MyPlate.gov is good. EatRight.org is good. Today's dietitian's a little bit more scientific. 
Um, so you, if you're, but so yeah, so never, not that. <laughs> if you just want like general knowledge, those are those sources I just named are good. And honestly, guys, like my Facebook group. I mean, I have people from all different backgrounds. They're asking questions all the time. I do a live Q&A every Friday. And and I although you might think this is biased, I'm not biased. As a dietitian, I really do look at all the research. And I work with people on an individual level, so I individualize everything to them. So I know it might appear that way, but it really I have the best interest at heart for everybody that I talk to, everybody that I work with. And I would never mislead, misguide them, mislead them. I understand that sometimes we have different priorities and we might not be able to go you know, full-fledged with our, with our health and our nutrition, but there are little things that you can do that can make you a little bit healthier and also save you money. Not even, not only will it be cost effective, but it'll actually can save you money. And like I said, that podcast that I have about health, healthy eating on a budget it is a really good podcast. And I'm like, there's so many things that you can do to save money and still eat healthy. And just so that you guys know, Tony has the sad eyes right now. I am so frustrated. <laughs> I don't like seeing Tony having the sad eyes. It makes me sad. No, but also though, do you, do you guys notice I woke up this morning and like my eyes very puffy. I took Claritin. I I also, never yeah. take two Claritin because mine were expired. So I thought if I take two, that'll work. Yeah. But, but I don't think it's working. All right, Ryan, are there any um, any resources that you want to add? I mean, not for food. I think Tony, yeah, Tony's got it. I think that you know the best. Your the best thing you can always do is talk to somebody who can guide you um, in a way that kind of specific to your needs. So I think um, yeah, the Facebook group is probably the best bet. Because you have somebody who will respond to you and give you good information. So regardless of the debate, uh, obviously Tony's extremely knowledgeable um, and a great resource. And 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 I do think that you know it 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 helps for anybody to look up ways to to eat healthy on a budget. And it's a good start. So um, yeah. So 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 sort of to close, um, I, I'm not going to choose a winner here because Ryan's whole big thing is. is not necessarily on the individual level, but more as a systemic, uh, more systemic issue where basically the cards are stacked against us as far as everything is as everything is concerned. Basically, our education, growing up, marketing, uh, food accessibility, um, food industry, things like that. So, and I think that Ryan has a has a has a good point, and I don't think it's I, I don't think it, you could really argue that the cards are stacked against us. No, but I agree. I, I, I but I, I think Tony has some great points that if you if you are willing to, you, you're going to have to make some sacrifices, right? So you can't be. Uh, you can't change your lifestyle to, to, to a healthy lifestyle without making some sacrifices. So if you're unwilling to do that, there's nothing that can be done, right? So you're going to have to make some sacrifices. And with that, keeping that in mind, there are many great ways to be healthier while watching your, your dollar, while watching the budget. And uh, so in that way, I'm definitely going to uh, agree with Tony as well. Uh, would you guys like to uh, any any last um, discussion points? No, thanks for the closing statement. It <laughs> 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 pretty much sums it up. No, like uh, I, I do. I think I'll just say that the I like how Ryan's holding the club now. <laughs> how? Um, so I, uh, yeah, I, that's why I think we're on the same page. I think it's just a different. You know, we're, you know, I'm looking at it from a more of a systemic. You know, it's a systemic issue, and it's just a, a, pra a little more pragmatic. Um, and maybe uh, you know, a bit more of a nihilist about it, I guess. Um, you, know, like, you know, and uh, I think Tony, and you can correct me, but is, is from more of a, an idealist 
kind of perspective and, and more of like what, you know, she wants what the world should be, which I want as well. But I think sometimes you kind of have to deal with the way the world is. And, and um, you know, once you kind of can identify that, then you can work out the solutions. Um, but that's all, you know, all I have to add. I've spoken a lot today. Yeah, no, I'm not arguing that, though, like that everything's stacked against us. Like I do believe it is difficult and it is challenging, but I really do think that there's either an excuse there or a lack of education there. And that's my duty to educate the people and to remove those excuses so they can come onto the other side, a better, higher quality, healthier, happier life side, where even if it's a dollar fifty more a day, it's worth it. Yeah. Nice. And Ryan, there's always room for God in your life. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Where did that come uh, from? All right. So close this up, Ryan. Um, uh, sure. Uh, all, what, all of our stuff is at thegymwits.com. Um, email us. Uh, review us. Should we put the group in the... Do we ever put the group in the show notes? I know we do it for Tips with Tony, but should we put it in... But technically, the, it's my group, not yours. The Facebook group? Yeah, I can, I can definitely yeah. add that to the show notes. But maybe just for this episode. Yeah. No, definitely. Okay. We can add it to the show notes. Um, and I uh, think we have to post this one soon based on, uh, you know, <laughs> based on the poll. Yeah, that's true. I agree. I and it's tax season. So what are you doing with your tax return <laughs> if you're getting money back? Go, go, well, what, what do people do? The first thing, I'm going to go to a great meal. Well, <laughs> so they food. do that. No, and then they, but they don't. That's yeah, what, But seriously, though, like, listen, if you're not serious about your nutrition, then this is a this conversation is mute right yeah. but if you're serious about your health and you want to do something with it like really look and see where your money's going yeah no, is, is, is there is there a return on that investment yeah oh, i don't disagree <laughs> all right well getting a little happier my eyes are getting up <laughs> <laughs> i'm ryan george i'm justin guild aka chef sonic reminding you that truth does not sell and i'm tony marinucci aka tips with tony a registered dietitian helping you get healthy one bite at a time and we are the, the gym, gym race, race.